Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Come nothing. Episode of Pilot Season Podcast. This is episode 37. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And the Pilot Season Podcast is a show that watches just the first episode of a series, of a TV series. It could be something new, something old, uh, something that never aired, something that failed. Uh, we watch it, we review it, we talk about it, we have some fun with it. Normally we uh, take turns picking shows and this was my week to pick the show that we watched and I picked Xena Warrior Princess. I've never watched uh, any Xena but I, I do know that Xena was a spin-off show from the uh, Kevin Sorbo Hercules series. So she first appeared in three episodes a, of one of, the, uh, one of the seasons of Hercules, and originally she was slated to die in her final episode, but the character had become so popular that they spun her off into her own show, which went from 95 to 2001, six seasons, 134 episodes. <laughs> it's a lot of Xena. Mm-hmm. And the... Um, and the show was so popular that it actually the the numbers surpassed Hercules after only two seasons. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it was definitely a, a fan favorite. The if you're unfamiliar with Xena, the the plot of the show, the premise of the show is Xena, who is a mighty warrior princess who is a former warlord seeks to redeem herself. She's joined by a, um, well, they call her a, a bard, Gabrielle, uh, the girl that she meets in a, in her, in the first episode in one of her adventures. And together they journey the ancient world and fight for the greater good. Do you have any history with this show? Have you ever, I mean, I know you've probably heard of it, but, do you have any um, going into this? Did you know anything about this show? I didn't really know a whole lot. Um, I was aware of it. I think at the time I knew that it was a show, but I didn't really know anything about it. And I really, I didn't even realize like who Lucy Lawless is. Like when mm -hmm. we watched Parks and Rec, you told me, that the woman that plays Diane was Xena. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> that's not what I expected. Like that, I'm pretty sure Parks and Rec was the first thing I ever saw her in. I don't know her whole catalog of work or anything, mm -hmm. but like literally that tells you my awareness of Xena. I didn't even know, yeah. you know, who the main character 
you know, was played by. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it's funny because, you know, her voice is Diane. So when yeah. she talks, yeah, I hear Diane talking to Ron. <laughs> like, it, she has a sort of a distinct voice. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like... You know, just just on Parks and Rec alone, like if you played me a recording, you know, kind of like blind type of thing of her speaking, I think I really would be able to say, oh, that's Lucy Lawless. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, Diane. Um, So the whole time watching this episode, it was very hard to shake. Like, (laughs) Diane, get off that horse, girl. (laughs) Diane, what are you doing up there? Diane, mm-hmm. you're usually a little nicer than this, <laughs> you know, so. Diane, you're a vice principal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have, like, no background with the show. And, well, so what network was it on? It was a syndicated show, so it was on whatever. I don't know if it was, like, UPN or the WB or, like, I don't know what. Um, you know, or if it was on like late at night or I, but it, it wasn't on a major network. So I, I, I will say, you know, I know where I was in 1995. I was at college and I had very little time for television. And if I did, you'd be damn sure I wasn't choosing this. <laughs> so I really, I've got like nothing, like mm-hmm. no you know, it was just a show that I heard of, mm-hmm. you know, literally that's it. Well, plus, you know, the mid nineties was probably like peak, um, friends, ER, yeah, Seinfeld. So, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we were, we were inundated with a lot of television in the mid nineties that were big network shows. I was vaguely aware of this show. I was aware of Hercules, and it just looked like a joke. It was just one of those syndicated action shows that I would have, you know, paid no attention to or watched because it looked cheap and cheesy. And then this show spun out of that, so it's like, well, it's not going to be much better than that. So, um, but as the years went on, I think Xena became more of a a cult, you know, kind of gathered like a cult following and it, it expanded beyond the show. It went into, uh, comics and video games. And, uh, I think there are, I don't know if there still are, but I think there were like Xena conventions, you know, they, they were able to push the Xena brand out there beyond the show and, you know, really get their money's worth, I suppose. So I, you know, became more aware of Xena as a property. Uh, again, especially being, um, you know, a, a comic book nerd, you know, I, I never read any Xena comics, but I would see Xena comics on the shelves or, you know, when I worked at, com- at you know, different comic book shops, you know, I would be, sorting and filing comics and there'd be a stack of Xena comics. And, you know, I, I always just knew it was out there kind of in the, in the back of my mind. So when it became my turn to, 
to pick. Um, you know, I sometimes I, I I lean towards the 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 cheesy shows just because I know they're going to be fun to talk about. <laughs> so that's um, you know, and and sometimes they surprise us, but I I'm going to guess in this case, I feel like. I feel like I know, I I, I kind of know how this conversation is going to go. <laughs> but, mm, but I'm ready. I have four pages of notes to tell you <laughs> wow. how awful this show <laughs> is. And what, what did I do to deserve this? Ooh. Have I hurt you in some way? Ooh. Do you even still love me? I have a lot of questions. Wow. This is getting um, deep. But yeah, um, in summary, <laughs> garbage. Your okay, turn. well, you know, don't beat around, don't beat around the bush. <laughs> you know, tell me how you really feel. Well, okay, so <laughs> one thing, so it's hard for me to gauge, like, sometimes what's good, like stunt work mm-hmm. and sequences and stuff like that, because today we're used to really top-notch stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, think about like all the Marvel movies and just like everything mm-hmm. that we have seen and you have, it's, you know, the technology so far advanced and you have like the best, you know, artists, choreographers, mm-hmm. design people, etc. like working on these movies and shows. It's hard for me to think what 1995 should look like Mm -hmm. and part of it is because it's not 1995 anymore and i forget things but also because in 95 you're right i was watching friends where they didn't have like action sequences you Mm -hmm. know i was watching comedies if i was watching a movie it was going to be also a comedy or a romantic comedy so i don't really have a proper understanding of what my expectation should be for a show that has a lot of action that was filmed in 1995. So part of my hatred of how we've spent our last hour (laughs) is that the, the stunts and the choreography and everything was just so awful. But again, like, so I'm genuinely asking, is this like on par with other things of the time or was this so, just like low budget even for 95? I'm going to say probably a little bit of both. So if, you know, I, I feel like in, you know, in and around 1995, you're right. A majority of the shows we were watching were, I feel like they were either comedies or dramas. I don't feel like there were a lot of action, like big network action shows. Like, like today, you know, we're, we're living in this kind of golden age of television because of the three major networks plus Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix. Like, everyone's producing their own original content and, and everyone's got big budgets. Like, we just finished, you know, a few weeks ago, we finished watching... Uh, Jack Ryan season two, which was amazing, you know, with the, you know, couldn't have picked that, could you? <laughs> but like, you know, these, uh, these, the, you know, we've got sh- TV shows now that are basically movies. 
as far as you know the production and the budgets and things like that. So I was gonna. So I would suggest that in '95, a syndicated action show like this probably did the best they could with what they had. I actually think I, I think some of the action in this episode was actually pretty decent. It, it definitely overly. Like a lot of it was definitely like overly staged and very just predictable. Um, you know, there were a couple of a couple of scenes, and and Lord, everybody flipped. <laughs> everybody could do flips. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Got to get into my notes here. Well, well, let's let's back up a little bit and just <laughs> real quick, we'll we'll just kind of go through the episode from the beginning. So you know, when the when the episode starts, it's you know we've got Zena riding solo through through the the countryside, and she comes upon this burned out village, and she has flashbacks to being the one who led the army that burned out that village, and having a great time doing it. She was laughing and carrying on, and you know men were chanting her name, and um, and then you know she there's a little little boy who comes out of this burned out shack and you know is asking for food and she you know drops some food at his feet and moves on after getting a dose of guilt from uh from him um and uh she decides i guess in like in the span of a minute decides to give up a, her life of violence and she takes off her <laughs> So she she's in the middle of the woods and she takes off her armor and her weapons and she buries them terribly. She's a, she's a terrible digger. Oh my god. She's a terrible digger. Hey and... y'all, I'm retiring. Let me just go ahead and bury my shit here. Which first of all, it looked like mulch. It didn't even yeah. look like dirt. Yeah. So or... come on, props people or like stage people or whatever. <laughs> it okay. It was bad. And so yeah, like her hand. Have you ever touched dirt? It was like, like, have you ever? It was like barely covering it up, and she kept r running her hand over like 10, 20 times, and it wasn't getting any more covered. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, you guys, um, they couldn't even like film the scene <laughs> where she buries like her her you know outfit and and weapons. They couldn't even get that part down right. Yeah. Okay, so how do you think the rest of it's gonna go? <laughs> And uh, just then, uh, so she she gives up violence for about thirty seconds because just then, uh, this this gr this group of marauders, let's call them this, you know, bad guys basically. They're hurting this group of uh, local villagers f through the woods, right next to Zena, where she's standing, and they don't notice her. <laughs> she hid. She hid terribly. So Oh, it's just so she bad. Can't... And she's standing there in white because yeah. her undergarments are like white, so right. she's not camouflaged at all. No, she's she but just kind of backs of, into a hedge. Group of fifty people can't even see her. <laughs> she 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 backs into a hedge for concealment, <laughs> and um, and just as the it's in these uh, these bad guys, the Marauders, we find out they're Draco's men are. Um, they want the women from the village, and Zena's not having any of it. So she steps in and she starts kicking ass, and she's 
thank God that her shit wasn't buried that deep because right. then she had to come out of retirement. Right. She yeah. Yeah. Get it out from under under the you know right. two speckles of of mulch that she yeah. had used. She, she she clears the three leaves that she right. covers them up with. Mm-hmm. And then she, uh, you know, she she emerges triumphant after beating down about a dozen guys. Um, should we mention her battle cry? It's right here in my notes. <laughs> um, oh my god, that was awful. Okay, one, you are hurting my ears. Please don't ever do this again. <laughs> Secondly, I don't. I'm just going to qualify it. I don't really know what I just watched. Okay, <laughs> so every time she did that. There was a piece of me that I I honestly felt like this feels wrong. It feels like because I what I put in my notes was like the type of noise or battle cry or whatever that is or was used in films to you and it was like a stereotype for how Native Americans. Mm-hmm would communicate in battle. I don't know, you know, just like, I'm going to just claim my own ignorance here. I don't know if that's even a thing, if that's real at any level, or if it's just a thing that was entirely made up for movies because a bunch of white people made movies and decided this must be what Mm -hmm. Native Americans sound like. Okay, so I'm not going to claim to know. But that's all I could think of was <laughs> this is what Hollywood says Native Americans sound like in bad movies. Mm-hmm. So were they just like not able to think outside the box or come up with a different battle cry? Or I don't know. Maybe there's only a handful of battle cries that one could choose from. And that's just a, you're mm-hmm. stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know. Mm-hmm. But I hated that. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, and I had to figure out how to spell ay-yay-yay-yay. <laughs> I kind of figured all I'd, all I'd have to do is just bring it up and you would take it from there. Oh, awfulness. Yeah. I really don't want us to move on, though, without talking about her centrifugal force. There was a stake... Or oh, you mean when she like like she, she kind of jammed the staff into the ground and swung around like a she stripper? spun like fifty times. Yeah, yeah. Defying gravity. Yeah. And not moving at a pace that like a centrifuge. Mm. So what you got? What? It it, <laughs> it was just so bad. It was one thing if she kicked three people in the face. Yeah, but she but was. Then a... gravity's going to bring you down. She did how many spins around that thing? I mean, right. I lost track, and I was that, and that was one of the early scenes, and I was like, "And we're done." <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she she spun around that at least three or four times, and without, yeah, without coming down to the ground. So so anyway, so you know, she emerges triumphant, and they go. The villagers take her back home to tend to you know her her wounds or whatever, and. Immediately, the the villagers, the the men, the men folk are like, 
you know, thanks for your help, but we know who you are and we don't want you here. You know, we know your reputation and either your bad news or bad news is going to follow you. So please leave. Um, and then, but the one villager girl, Gabrielle, is kind of taken with Xena and how she uh, stood up to those guys and dispatched them with ease. And she wants to, she wants to be Xena's best friend. So uh, that's a whole story where um, after Xena leaves, the next, or like that night, Gabrielle sneaks away from home. Uh, you know, she's, she's supposed to be married off to some other villager she doesn't love, she doesn't want to be there. And so she's like, I'm a peace out. I'm out of here. I'm going to follow this total stranger out into the wilderness. I've never been away from home before, but I'm just going to go walk about. <laughs> Take care of mother. Don't let her carry the water from the well herself. <laughs> well, I liked uh, when when she was trying to comfort her sister when she found out she was leaving. She says, "Just think of think of it this way: you'll have a whole room, or you'll have your own room now, or something." I'm like, "You basically live in a barn. Like you live in a giant room, like a like a storeroom, basically." And you were supposed to get married anyways, which means you would have been moving out. So the sister was going to get her own room either way. Yeah. But don't don't <laughs> let Mama carry the water. Yeah. Um. So Zena is still, you know, traveling. She's traveling through the countryside. She comes a, upon a uh, a blind cyclops that she blinded. And she manages to escape from. And uh, that makeup was pretty awful. It looked like he had a, like a, like someone like, you know, when you, you, you mix up a bowl of Bisquick, okay. it, lo it looked like that. And they just slapped it on this guy's face <laughs> to make it look like uh... he had this wound over his, his one eye. Well, I guess... The first time I saw the blind Cyclops, I wrote that he was a blind giant. Mm -hmm. I didn't even understand that he was supposed to be a Cyclops because, you know, how often people who, like, lose an eye are kind of shown, especially mm -hmm. if it's, like, removed in a not, like, medical way. Right. You know, kind of weird looking, it he mm -hmm. healed improperly, etc. Yeah, giant scar. I guess in retrospect, okay, so that you had your giant scar thing in the middle of your head, but he's also massive because he's like a giant. Mm -hmm. I literally thought the blob was his two eyes. You know, I yeah. didn't get it first that he was supposed to be a cyclops, cyclops until she called him that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cyclops. No, oh, all right. That <laughs> sounds right right now. Oh, uh, yeah. So it was. It was very... It was a whole very weird sequence. Like her horse gets wigged out. Yeah, I guess because it, it senses it could, could sense that there's yeah danger nearby. And the horse like runs away, and and she's kind of like, and I know that you can't see us, but like her effort <laughs> to yeah minimal effort get to... the horse. Like she's later, like, all oh. she does is whistle, and the thing comes running. Oh, it's so far you know? away. 
it was like she like lifted one pinky finger and like <laughs> couldn't believe that the horse ran away. Like it was just pathetic again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Ugh, I'm just so frustrated with everything. The f- and it's not just the fight sequences. <laughs> like you can't even like put an effort to get your horse to like not run away. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm just being real picky now. <laughs> well, the it was the the Cyclops scene is when I realized that. So she has two weapons. She's got a sword, and then she's got this other weapon. It's just kind of like a, like a very like a, like a frisbee with with a, the center cut out of it. It's like a like a throwing disc, but it's but it's a ring. It's not you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's not um, like a flat frisbee with yeah. with the middle right and cut out. And the way it, it looks like it should be bladed but it's the the throwing ring I, i'm sure there's a real name for it but it is conveniently dull or sharp depending on what she needs it to be because in the the first fight in the woods with draco's men she she throws it like captain america throws his shield it bounces off all these guys heads and bounces off a rock and bounces off a tree and hits another guy in the head and bounces, you know, off of someone else. And then she catches it, but it doesn't cut any of them. It just dings them in the head. Like, like a solid object, just like a blunt object. But she faces off against the Cyclops. She throws it at him and like, she cuts his belt and his, and his pants fall down. And he gets all tangled up. So, is it sharp or is it not sharp? <laughs> you know, like can't have it both ways. Like you can't. I can. I am Zena. So, and later on, uh, Gabrielle is taking the same, the same trail, the same. Uh, path that Xena's taking she also comes upon the Cyclops and for a blind Cyclops he catches her very easily yeah she's young fast probably you know could mm-hmm. like run and such he can't see anything mm-hmm. but he's able to put like a cage right on top of her yeah without like she just stands there like oh no this is happening the same effort that Xena <laughs> put out to try to retrieve her horse yeah but then um and I, I guess this was this was the the writers or the storytellers trying to um, give us the impression that Gabrielle is a smooth talker that she can her her weapon is her mind that she can talk her way out of problems because she essentially convinces the Cyclops to let her go in the dumbest way possible. You know, well, and of course, it's a Cyclops. I'm sure it's not too bright to begin with, but Cyclops lets her go, and she goes on her merry way. I did also make a note, basically, the same thing that, you know, I think she's supposed to be this like smooth talker, and and we mm. see that, but probably like a half dozen times almost, mm. like in this episode where, yeah, you're right, like she. <laughs> The, the the sister is basically like I can beat you up. 
<laughs> like so we already it's like been alluded to that she's not she doesn't know how to fight right. and or she's not strong right she's but i think not a she's warrior. just like you know she can kind of con people or get people to yeah. think what she wants them to think and what well, and i think that goes back to when she she says a couple of times throughout the episode that she does not belong at her village like at home like she's she says to her sister, you know, I'm different. You know, I'm, I've always been different than everyone else. So I think it's, she's one of those people that, you know, she, she grows up and she doesn't have that herd mentality. Like she, she knows there's more to life than growing up, getting married, having babies and working the fields and then dying, you know? So clearly she wants more out of life. Uh, so as we continue, we deter- we find out that Draco and his army are going to be attacking Xena's village and her the, the valley that she lives in, and he's going to pin it on her because she spurned him and his advances uh, and his offer to be with him. And so he's like, I know how I'll get back at her. I'll tear this place up. And I'll tell everyone she did it and everyone will believe me because everyone thinks that she's already this awful person to begin with. So that happens. Xena doesn't know any of this is happening and she she rides back home. Um, I thought it was funny because as she, she closes in on, on her, her home village, there's this group of women like working in the fields and doing something and singing this work song. Zena is on her horse. She literally just r- rides right through the middle of them like it's nothing. Doesn't even say hi. Like, hey, guys. She's just like, whatever. <laughs> I know you guys are working here. I'm going to ride right through you. <laughs> hope, well, hope I didn't step on anything that you're working on. As she is on her way back to her village, Dra- Draco's like guys follow her. Mm-hmm. And she you know, takes them out sort of one by one. Mm-hmm. And then the the main guy, if you will. Yeah, kind of like Draco's like second hand, yeah. or right hand man or whatever. Um, she, they start, they're fighting. And she gives him like a couple karate chops or something and says yeah. that she blocked the flow of blood to his brain. And he has 20 seconds to tell her whatever before he would die from mm. lack of blood, right? So he gives her the information, and she promptly karate chops him out of the condition <laughs> that she put him in so that the blood is, I guess, flowing back to his brain. That happened in a show <laughs> that my husband just made me watch. <laughs> That's true. A fantasy show. Yes. Let's remember. Yes. Uh, and I know that, but still. <laughs> oh, no, it's still ridiculous. It's yeah. so ridiculous. Like, you have 20 seconds. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But, right? It was like karate chops. Yeah, she she does this, like, yeah, this, like, judo action, like. Choo, choo, choo. Yeah. Like, pokes him in the neck, like, three times, and, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, let me turn the page. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, 
you know, Zena is confronted by her home, the, you know, the, the villagers at, at, at her hometown. None of them like her. They all know that, you know, she's kind of, you know, bad news. And her own, her own mother has basically rejected her as well. It was, it was pretty cold. Mom was like, do with her what you will. Mother's Day, I'm sure, is very uh, uncomfortable there. Draco and his armies do show up. Draco and Xena have a uh, kind of a one-on-one, winner-take-all uh, fight there in the village, and they, you know, the Xena says, you know, you choose the weapons, but I choose the conditions, and so Draco chooses, uh, you know, these staffs. And Zena chooses to fight on this scaffolding in the middle of this great hall in their village. And the uh, the idea is whoever whoever hits the ground is killed. And Draco says to his own men, whoever hits the ground, kill them. So he's essentially telling his own men, if I hit the ground, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Draco, I appreciate the fact that you are a leader and you're delegating orders to your troops, but man... I don't know, just maybe a bad call. It's not good. It's not good. Well, I like that um, during their fight and even Mm. before the fight, just, you know, she's trying to plead her case, kind of like... Doesn't try super hard, almost like trying to retrieve her horse. But... uh, (laughs) You know, like kind of uh, half-assed. Yeah, the mom's like, "We don't want you here anymore," and the villagers are like, "We don't want you here anymore." And she's like, "No, nah, it's cool, man." Mm-hmm. You hear with that scene and through the fight, mm-hmm. all these like kind of cat calls. Oh yeah, there's... and they're so awful. Mm-hmm. Not again. Not this time, Zena. And mm-hmm. then later in the fight, now mm-hmm. they all want her to win, mm-hmm. so it's like, "Go, Zena." They're just so like. I, not natural, you know. Yeah. So, it's yeah, like they, you would you would want to hear like rumblings of people yeah, talking. Yeah, you want to hear people. Yeah. But then there's these very clear, you know, statements being yeah. called out from time to time, and it just it felt so weird. Yeah, it was very, yeah, just not natural and very. It was. It's almost like it. And it it all sounded like the same person. So I think they yeah. just. I, it, they must have been added like it was some dude in a recording booth and no, the, I feel like it was like the props guy the, they were like yeah. Ted we're gonna well, that's Ted I mean. over <laughs> here buddy and here's the couple lines just call them just out just read man. these yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like it was that bad honestly mm-hmm. uh, anyways please continue oh well th- so you know as as they're fighting the scaffolding uh, crumbles slowly beneath their feet as they're uh you know, because I'm sure it was not meant for battle. It was probably meant for something else. And um, there's such a huge crowd of spectators that they take the fight into the crowd, but not on the ground. They are literally walking on top of everyone's... They're, they're stepping on their heads and shoulders. And, and going back to what you were saying about the additional voices, you'd hear someone say, Zena, use my shoulders. <laughs> Zena, stand on my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, who hasn't been there, right? You're at the bar. You know, you're down at the local watering hole. Mm-hmm. 
a guy who looks like a giant lost boy from Hook. <laughs> That's and... it. He looked like Rufio. I spent the like three quarters of this show going, he reminds me of somebody. And then right here, Draco looks like an adult lost boy. He looks like the one kid, right? From Hook. So I that's couldn't how figure he looks. Out, I could, I, for the life of me, I could not figure out what in the hell he was wearing on his head. I, I just think they took it right from Hook. That was around the same time, right? <laughs> Anyways, it was like, I don't know. It, it was too... Please continue. I keep yeah. interrupting you. No, that's okay. Because there's just so much, like, <laughs> you know, it's not just a fight scene. It's a dude that looks like a lost boy. Yeah. And, and, and so, oh, and so this is where I wrote down gymnastics, acrobatics, fighting skills, ability to simply walk on people's heads. Mm-hmm. Without falling off. Because that's like, people train. Like, mm. acrobatics people in say like the circus somebody stands on somebody else's shoulders you don't just like get up and do it right the first time and then walk to the next like acrobat shoulders or something it takes like tons of practice and like the balance that you have to master and they're just bebopping around and not even just on shoulders but on heads and they're not just standing there they're fighting they're fighting with like with like um like this like staffs or, or Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually Xena does win. She Draco falls to the ground. Please let me add that you know I said about the gymnastics and acrobatics mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and then he falls onto the ground. She sticks a perfect landing right on his his chest. Mm-hmm. Like literally, you know everyone, you've done this at some point in your life where you mimic the gym gymnast like in the olympics like sticking the landing and you put your arms out you stick your chest out a little bit you Mm, know what i'm talking about she literally sticks a landing i'm sorry (laughs) if you laid on the floor right now and i attempted to stand on your chest that's another situation where like i'd wobble i'd fall off well we'd have to practice not only that but she lands right on him sticks it no wobbling and just stands there and converses with him I, I mean, first of all, landing on him, the you know, I mean, she essentially jumped from, she was standing on a person, so at least five, five and a half, six feet in the air, lands on him with both feet on his chest. She would have she caved his chest in, probably would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just having a conversation yeah. right back. At her. He's just you know, like, like, oh, you got me. Uh, Tuesdays, am I right? <laughs> Everyone holds up their, their pieces of cardboard that yeah. have like tens on them. <laughs> 9.6. Oh, my God. Um, so she she gets Draco to uh, to give his word that, she, that he will leave the valley and leave her uh, her home village alone and... And he agrees because he's a he's a man of his word, to the point where he he's so so much of a man of his word he kills one of his own men who's about to stab Zena in the back. So, you know he's he's a stand up guy. Well, I also kind of think, like, once hot for Zena, always hot for Zena. Mm-hmm. So like, even if she's like, boy, I don't want to get with you, 
you know, mm-hmm. he's still like. Well, he wants to leave that door open. Right, right, for sure. Because she, you know, mm-hmm. she could change her mind, you know, just just like she. Like she might drunk dial him one night. Right. You know. Right. You're like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I happen to ride my horse over. Right. You busy? I'm gonna pick up some Taco Bell and come over, okay? <laughs> but like, I. You want to thought... pillage and chill? <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I thought when she said in the beginning of the episode, like she was going home, I thought, and maybe I'm just wrong. I thought her goal was she was basically like, quote, retiring. She buried all of her stuff mm-hmm. and she was going home. And so I was like, okay, she wants to return to her village and be like a normal person, mm-hmm. if you will. And she even says that. And to her so, mom, yeah. Sure. They kind of shunned her, and they were like, no, seriously, like, you killed all our people. We don't want you here. Then things do a 180, because she sort of saves the village from Draco. Mm-hmm. But then she's still like, I have to leave. <laughs> and I was like, I wrote that down, too. Your whole, gir- your whole plan <laughs> was to retire back home in your village. Like, yeah, I'm right. Right. That's what I I wrote down. I said, so yeah, Zena wanted to come home. Her mom said, no, I don't think that's going to work out. And then the next day, you know, their mom says, I'm so glad you're back. And Zena's like, I got to (laughs) go. So, Mm, okay. uh, I'm just glad that I was not misunderstanding. I thought that was funny too. I mean, I understand that if you stay in the village, that there is going to be no show. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, so I get that. Zena, warrior like... warrior farmer. <laughs> Beans, grow! They're sprouting everywhere. And... Uh, but like, I was like, girl, you got to make up your mind. She's a little flighty, so I don't know. There's six seasons of this show. She might just get with Draco. It, she's it flip-flopping. Happen. Could happen. Yeah. Um... Well, it's it, it's widely rumored and almost unofficially confirmed that throughout the the show there was a relationship between Zena and Gabrielle. I mean, oh. you, you didn't see it, but they they become very close throughout well, the, throughout the series, and then it's kind of. Like I said, unofficially confirmed by, I don't know if it was like one of the writers or creators, but basically said, yes, they were meant to have a romantic relationship. We didn't mention this, the part where Xena goes to her brother's grave. It's not super important, but, you know, he's dead and she's talking to him. She misses him, whatever. And she mm-hmm. says, it's hard to be alone. And then Gabrielle comes in mm-hmm. and she goes, you're not alone. <laughs> And I was like, okay. I, 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 yeah, I had some, some weird thoughts about the, the, the pairing up of Xena and Gabrielle in this first episode, because so at, at, at the end when, you know, Xena leaves her, her home, Gabrielle kind of like forces her way along with her. And then you see them kind of walk later, like walking off into the sunset um, I kind of realized that throughout this episode, the two of them never really spent any time together. Like they had a couple of scenes together early on, but then 
like half the show is them trying like them traveling separately to get to the same place at the end and then well Gabrielle even says something like that's what happens when you have a friend and I literally kind of cringed. I was like, "Whoa, that's really awkward." Because you, like, you're not you're friends. like worshiping her the way people like average people like would fall all over a celebrity. Yeah, she probably doesn't even remember your name, girl. You should check. Well, yeah, they 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 don't they they don't have any like bonding moment in this show. Right. There's no time that they spend together that solidifies their relationship as friends or even traveling companions or you know like a like a reluctant friendship and they go off together as quote-unquote friends yeah it was weird yeah it was that was it felt a little forced yeah like and i don't know what what gabrielle what else she could have called her mm-hmm. but it did seem very awkward like if i met one of my favorite celebrities and i was falling all over them I would probably try to, you know, get it together. Mm. And I wouldn't be like, you know, you're my friend to a person <laughs> who I know does not really know me because then you sound like a weirdo. Yeah. But I don't know where or when this happens. Um, you know, mm-hmm. science fiction. I get it. <laughs> Maybe. That is perfectly normal in this place. I don't I, know. It felt very weird yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, and again, it, it would be like if, if there was a battle and they like they fought together on the same side, or if there was some like that would have bonded them. Right. Exactly. Like, the, like there was no, there was no one moment where you felt like okay, these two work well together, or she one of them saved the other's life or something like that, you know? Um, I mean, technically Gabrielle did kind of save her life against the, her own villagers at the end there. When, when Zena's village, like when, when Zena's mom was like, go ahead, take her, do, do whatever you want with her. And they were starting to throw things at her. And then Gabrielle came in and was like, Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I can, you know? Yeah. She was kind of she was using her words again mm-hmm. to kind and of she kind of stood up for yeah. Zena, but and I guess you could argue in the beginning Zena saves her, but Zena's not trying to save her. Zena's trying She's, to save all the women. Right. She that just happens trying to be to there. Turn into like sex slaves, basically. Right. Gabrielle just happened to be one of them. Right. Yeah. So, so I I, I guess that's something that they. I mean, again, this this show went. What we six don't seasons. see is they're sitting around the campfire. Mm-hmm. And Gabrielle's like, remember when that dude was in my village? That was just two days ago. It was so crazy, right, girl? And you came in and you were like, no, you can't be like, you know, having your way with these ladies. Remember that? Remember all the fun we had together two days ago? (laughs) So, okay. Well, so normally, you know, at the end of the show, we, we discuss if, would you continue to watch this show? The answer is no. Um, obviously for you, it's a no for me as well. It's, it's, it's not good. I, I knew that going in, but I kind of, again, I, 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 part of me wanted to see what all the fuss was up about because again, having kind of like, uh, you know, my feet in like, you know, my, my toes dipped in the water of nerd culture. Like I know that, that this show is, is 
again, it's got a pretty big cult following. So I guess I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Um, part of me, a very, very, very small part of me, sees the appeal of the campiness of it that they they do... I feel like they're not taking themselves... It, it's not good, but at the same time, I feel like they're also not taking it very seriously. You know? Like, everybody sp spoke a certain way in this show. They all had that same kind of cadence, except for Gabrielle. Gabrielle was the only one whose dialogue was very modern. She used, like... like she. It's almost like she was a person out of time, and she was talking to everyone like... Almost like some slang or just... The yeah. casual... She's like, hey, man, what's right. up? Type of thing. Hey, fellow kids. Yeah. And everybody else was a little bit more, like, formal. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings and shit. Right. But, um, so I, I, I kind of understand, like, they were going for, a, 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 like, a campier, less formal, um, hey, you know, let's just have fun with this and, and, um... Our budget for this episode is $79, guys, so let's do what we can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but that, that all being said, it's I know it's not for you. It's not for me. I could not watch another episode of this. Um, well, there is something to be said, though, mm -hmm. for even though I think it's a steaming pile... The fact that it went six seasons. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, it's... like that for sure. Like the following there, there is definitely something to be said there for. And I, I guess they... there are people that love yeah. the show. So yeah, if it, when it, when the ratings surpassed the show that it spun off from, I mean, I think that that tells you something. Um, they, I think when the I don't know if it was when the show was still filming or when it was over but there were plans to make a movie and i guess um it you know it obviously didn't happen and i think maybe lucy lawless might have been part of that like maybe she just wanted to let the character go but she is quoted as saying that she um she actually regrets not making a movie when at, at its peak popularity like when like kind of striking while the iron was hot so, you know, there was going to be a movie. Um, there, I think there was talk of a reboot a few years ago. That never happened. So, um, I think at this point, we can pretty much count on... I mean, unless it's a complete redo with a whole new cast, we can pretty much count on there not being a Lucy Lawless-involved uh, Xena project. Unless she, you know... Unless she plays an older Xena. And, and again, like, Lucy Lawless is not old by any means. Like, she's still, like, amazing looking. I was just going to say, she, she still looks really good. She probably looks better now than Can't she, she did. Can she still walk on heads? That remains to be seen. <laughs> but she probably looks better now than she did 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. You know? She is beautiful. She really is. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, anything's possible. But, yeah, I don't... I don't really foresee a, a return to Xena yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. So, um, but if you are interested in watching it, uh, we watched it for free on the NBC app. So all six seasons are on there um, with commercials because it's free. But if you don't care, then have at it. 
So, um, I think that's all for this episode. I don't, I'm afraid to ask if there's anything else you wanted to mention, but I think. I'm good. I think every ridiculous thing that I noted in, you know, Mm -hmm. in my notebook, I think we got to talk about. So. Okay, good. So we got it all out there. Got it all out. Very cathartic. (laughs) So next week will be um, Jen's pick. I don't know if you've got anything in mind yet. Yeah, the the one that we remember the one we forgot oh, about. Okay, so yeah, so there's so we do have a show picked for the next episode. So I um, we usually tease that in advance on our social media uh, accounts, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for at Pilot Season TV. You can find us on. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. Our website is pilotseasontv.com. And you can also email us at pilotseasonpodcast at gmail.com with any suggestions for episodes you would like us to watch. You can also leave those uh, suggestions, again, on any one of our social media accounts. And, in fact, we, we have a couple of suggestions that we might be working in to the rotation pretty soon so keep an eye out for that so that is it for this episode of the pilot season podcast this is episode number 37 i'm dan and i'm jen thanks for listening and we'll see you next time see ya.